We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Ace is a place with the helpful hardware, folks. At Ace, your backyard's right in our backyard, which means we have hand-picked products that are right for the birds in your neighborhood, like premium bird seed, suet, birdhouses, and feeders. Stop by your local Ace and get everything you need to attract the birds you want, including Ace Wild Bird Food, on sale now. Now through Tuesday only, when you buy two 20-pound bags of wild bird food, get a third bag free, only at Ace, the helpful place. Offer valid through February 28th at participating stores. Welcome to the DFS MLB Podcast Friday edition for tonight's MLB schedule. Hi there, baseball fans. I'm Paul Bruno, and I'm joined with by John McKechnie. We're coming at you today with our best recommendations for your FanDuel roster for Friday games. John, any observations you'd like to share before we get going? Well, what's been kind of the the big talk around the office uh, these past couple days has been Julio Urias coming up for the Dodgers to make his big league debut tonight at City Field going up against the Mets. Now, Urias is probably the biggest pitching prospect we're going to see up in the majors this year. Uh, he's been nothing short of dominant. I'll get into his numbers a little bit later in the podcast, but, you know, for, for him to come up, uh, you know, this is a situation where the Dodgers had to scratch Alex Wood, had to come up with a spot starter. They've had so many injuries to that starting staff this year. And in a way, uh, that's Urias basically is the silver lining here because they get to call up arguably the best pitching prospect in baseball. It's going to be on the road, so we'll have to see what that exactly means. But, I mean, what, what's your take on Urias coming up, making his debut? Well, uh, I guess the picture that's being painted is of a, another 19-year-old phenom that uh, broke rank broke 
ranks and joined the majors with the Dodgers some 30 years ago, and that's uh, Fernando Valenzuela, of course, who created quite a quite a stir around Major League Baseball. And I wonder if L.A. thinks that they're catching lightning in a bottle one generation later with this 19-year-old. You have a a real good handle on his specs as a minor leaguer, and I'm sure you're going to get into that a little bit later. But I'm curious to know why you think that they chose the bright lights of New York City for this guy to make his debut. They could have picked a a lesser opponent and and maybe a softer touch than the bright lights of Broadway to, to introduce him to the Major Leagues. Oh, sure. You know, like, uh, I'm sure Dave Roberts would have much preferred to, to have him get a start at home uh, for, his, for his debut. But, you know, the situ- circumstances dictate, you know, they're, they're out on a road trip. Alex Wood's dealing with some tricep soreness. Uh, they really just kind of needed uh, a, a stopgap. And I think Urias is going to kind of have a hybrid role while he's up with the Dodgers. He's going to be working out of the pen a little bit to conserve his innings. Uh, but, you know, at the same time, City Field, there are, as a pitcher, there are probably worse places to make your debut. It's not, it's not quite to the level of cores. And I'll get into a little bit of, of why uh, the Mets offense might not be as imposing as you might think, at, at the moment at least. Very good. Well, uh, for our purposes, we're going to ignore the early start between the Phils and the Cubs uh, at 2.20 this afternoon. John, why don't you begin with a read of the first five games on tonight's slate? All righty, starting us off, we're going to have St. Louis uh, and Jaime Garcia on the hill going to Washington to face Max Scherzer in the Nationals. That's a 7.05 first pitch. Then going up north to your neck of the woods, we're going to have Boston and Joe Kelly up in Toronto going against Aaron Sanchez, who's been excellent this year, 4-1 record and a 3-2 ERA. That's a 7.07 start. Following that up, we're going to have the aforementioned Julio Urias making his debut in New York, against the Mets, against Jacob deGrom, one of the better pitchers in the game right now. It's a 7-10 start. Following that up, we're going to have Baltimore's Mike Wright on the hill in Cleveland going against Trevor Bauer and the Indians. And then wrapping that up, that little early slate up a little bit, uh, we're going to have the Yankees with Masahiro Tanaka on the hill going down to Tampa Bay against Chris Archer and the Rays. That's a 7-10 start. And then shortly thereafter, Miami, with Adam Conley on the mound, goes in against Atlanta, hoping to pad their stats against the Braves and Williams Perez at 735. Then at 805, John Neese takes the, the mound against Cole Hamels in Texas. Cole Hamels bringing that 5-0 and record to the mound for the Rangers. Cincinnati with John Lamb and an 0-2 record against Milwaukee and Zach Davies, a 1-3 mark, so two losing pitchers at come meet at 8-10 tonight. And then the White Sox, Miguel Gonzalez, 0-1 against Kansas City's Danny Duffy, who's making his third start of the season uh, at 8-15. And then fi- Matt Kane of the Giants, a 1-5 record, terrible start for him, uh, mm-hmm. against in Colorado against Tyler Chatwood and a 5-3 mark. Uh, 302 ERA for a Rockies pitcher. Those are low numbers uh, for for a Rockies pitcher, I think. At an 840, oh, yeah. 840 start there in Coors Field. And then, all right, we're going to wrap it up going out west. We're going to have San Diego's uh, Christian Friedrich on the hill uh, going to Arizona to face Robbie Ray and the Diamondbacks. Then going up to Anaheim, we're going to have Matt Shoemaker and the Angels. Matt Shoemaker coming off his best start of the season in which he struck out, I believe, 12 batters. Going against Mike Fires and the Astros, who are coming off a sweep of the Orioles. Uh, following that up, we're going to have Detroit's uh, Michael Fulmer on the hill in Oakland against Sean Manaya. That's a 10:05 start. And then wrapping it up on the evening, we're going to have Minnesota's Pat Dean traveling out to Safeco Field to face King Felix 
uh, and the Mariners. Great. Uh, okay, John, we, let's get into this with our cornerstone picks, the starting pitchers. Tell us who do you like and why, and I'll counter with my pick. All righty. Well, the, looking at the at the you know projected pitchers for for tonight, I I was really kind of torn on which direction I wanted to go with. And so I'm going to do a little combo play here. I'm going to go with one kind of chalky pick and one more of a flyer. I'm going to go for the chalky one. I'm going to go Felix Hernandez at 11,000. He's the priciest pitcher going tonight. But at the same time, I think he's really worth it. I mean, he's he's pitching at home where he has a 1.55 ERA and a sub one whip across 29 innings this year. And he draws about as good of a matchup as you're going to get. Uh, with the Twins, who are just 4-19 and 19 away from target field this season. They're striking out a major league leading 27.3% of the time on the road. So you need to wade between yourself if you want to pay up for a pitcher and kind of go to the bargain barrel for hitters or flip, it, flip the script a little bit and take a flyer on a pitcher and then load up on your bats. And if you want to take a flyer, my guy is Urias. I mean, this is a classic example of you don't know what you don't know. The Mets aren't going to have any big league tape on him to work with, and Urias is about as big time of a prospect as we're going to see come up to the majors this year. He just embarrassed uh, his competition at AAA this year, uh, striking out 44 batters in 41 innings, uh, working at 1.10 ERA and a .78 whip. Yes, he'll be on the road, uh, but City Field isn't like being thrown to the Wolves in your debut. It, you know, it's somewhere like Coors or something like that, which, you know, easily could have happened as they are division rivals. And you toss in the fact that the Mets offense has been scuffling of late with a 29% K rate over the last two weeks. And, and uh, suddenly playing Urias on Friday might just be crazy enough to work, especially if you want to load up on the hitters. Very good choices there, John. Two for the price of one. I'm going to counter with somebody who's in the middle of the, the rankings today, but uh, a guy who's produced for me on Friday night's pass when we've done this show, and I'm going to stick with the hometown guy, Aaron Sanchez of Blue Jays, for $8,700. Yeah, I know the Red Sox are putting up video game-type numbers in recent weeks on offense, and their batting order can hurt you one through nine, but Sanchez has impressed me with a consistency and easy motion and getting the ball over the plate at 96-plus, 98-plus fastballs with such an easy delivery, uh, and his ability to consistently minimize opposing lineups with seven quality starts in nine outings and eight starts with at least five strikeouts. That's a combination that will yield big-time points in the FanDuel scoreboard, as we both know. So one additional note I want to throw out is that he was given an extra day off between starts this week as manager John Gibbons felt he would be better served to face the Bosox at home as opposed to a road start in the Yankee Stadium last night. Well, that turned out well, but yesterday's win, let's see if they get Part B right. So uh, mm-hmm. as far as Sanchez, he spun a two-hit effort through seven innings with seven strikeouts and a win again in Boston the first time he faced them this season. And I, like, I look for something similar tonight. Uh, John, we're thankful that FanDuel has given us this opportunity to do this uh, podcast, and we're really happy to be working with the, the crew there. And uh, I think we got to tip our hat to them and remind our listeners that the MLB season is here, and that means Daily Fantasy Baseball is back. So go to FanDuel.com, where building a team is easy. Just pick your players, stay under the salary cap, and sit back tonight and watch your team win. Entry fees start at just $1, and anyone can play. John, uh, apart from the Mets game and, and the, the Blue Jays game that I have an interest in tonight, Anything else that you'll be looking forward to about your or how about your Orioles, for instance? Oh well, we uh, we are coming off a series in which we literally set the record for most strikeouts in a three-game series. I believe <laughs> uh, I believe we we fanned fifty-two times against wow. Houston, who uh, I don't really think is 
particularly highly regarded as, in terms of their pitchers. So that was pretty embarrassing. Uh, they got to finish up the road trip up in Cleveland this weekend. Uh, they got Trevor Bauer. So, you know, they might have a chance to kind of come out of their slump a little bit tonight. But, yeah, I'm a little bit worried now. I mean, we're two games behind the Red Sox, and uh, the momentum is kind of falling off a little bit. They're going to need to, you know, kind of dial it in at the plate a little bit more. So we'll see what happens with that. But, all right, so we got FanDuel in partnership with Rotowire has created the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Championship, where FanDuel and Rotowire are offering an exclusive series of 14 weekly contests for Rotowire readers, culminating with the final on July 10th, which awards $15,000 in free prizes, including. 2000 for first place. Boy, that would be nice. Mm. Join over 1 million other users who've already won money. It's never too late to join, so come play with me every day over at FanDuel.com. Go to FanDuel.com and click the microphone in the upper right-hand corner. Use my code, RWPOD, and sign up now. We have a special offer for new users. Get a free six-month Rotowire subscription with a $25 deposit. You must sign up with my promo code, however, RWPOD. That's over $60 in value for just $25. Don't forget to use my code RWPOD, FanDuel.com, where every day is a new season. That's FanDuel.com. Sign up today, John. Let's get into the rest of our position picks. Let's uh, start with the catcher position. All right, I'm going to start us off with uh, Pittsburgh's Francisco Cervelli coming in at 2700 tonight, going down to Texas. Uh, I like Cervelli because, I mean, he even he draws a kind of a tough matchup going against Cole Hamels, who you mentioned has a 5-0 record. Um, but Cervelli has actually done his best work this year going against lefties. Uh, he'll be in a hitter-friendly park uh, down in Texas, and he's hitting 385 with an 868 OPS against left-handed pitchings. Uh, his on-base percentage against lefties is almost 500, so he's basically getting on base half the time against lefties. It's also worth noting that uh, Hamels has been really good this year, uh, but not so, not as great at home. Yeah, uh, his ERA is a little bit closer to four at home, and then on the road he's been absolutely dominant. So if he, if they're going to get to Hamels, I think down in Texas is where it's going to be. I think Cervelli at 2,700, you don't have to break the bank to get him, and I think he uh, provides some nice upside hitting in the middle of that order that's been pretty electric this year to start off. Well, and I'm going to counter with spending a little bit more money behind the dish for Salvador Perez with Kansas City, John. I found a very hot hitter here when I noted that Perez is on an 11-game hitting streak and also Mm -hmm. hit safely in 15 out of his last 16 starts. That's a streak that includes three multi-hit games in a row with four extra base hits heading into tonight's action. So I like the hot stick behind the plate there. And he can also point to a nice 5-for-14 slate with only one strikeout against White Sox starter Miguel Gonzalez, who has allowed an astonishing 35 base runners <laughs> over his 21 and a third innings pitched and four starts this season. So I think the ball's going to be in play. There's going to be runners on base, and that could translate to a ribby or two for Perez. Uh, what about your first base pick, John? I'm going to go with uh, Justin Bohr here at 3,400. First base was kind of where I had the toughest time making a decision for for this podcast. Uh, Miggy Cabrera kind of would have been my pick, um, and I'll get into uh, why a little bit later, but his road production really hasn't been nearly as good as it's been at home, so that kind of scared me off of using him. Uh, so I'm going to go with Bohr here. He's going up to Atlanta. He's facing a guy, a right-hander in Williams Perez, and Bohr has done all of his damage this year against righties. He's got nine home runs, 24 RBI, uh, .883 OPS. I just think the matchup is pretty solid here. You don't have to really break the bank, uh, you know, 4,000-plus to get him. So I think 30, 
400 for Justin Bohr is a, is a pretty nice deal, so I'll, I'll go with him. And uh, I'm going to go with a guy whose uh, price is discounted. Uh, if you look at the first two years as a pro, Jose Abreu was one of the, the top draft picks in season-long pools that I was involved with. with this. Uh, and with the White Sox, he, he delivered uh, both of those years. But uh, I did a little shopping around, a little more than usual at the first baseman position, and I'm willing to show some faith in him this year despite his slow start and the fact that his 2016 totals are well off the marks that he's put up in those first two seasons. He comes mm-hmm. into tonight's game, uh, I'll point out, on, a, on, uh, on the heels of consecutive three-hit games, which may be a sign that he's finally back on the beam. I like his chances too, John, against a Royals club that could be reeling from the tough injury news around Moustakas and Gordon following that terrible collision the other mm. day. Abreu has uh, also got a favorable matchup against lefty Danny Duffy, against whom he has a 7-for-19 history. This is only Duffy's third start of 2016 as he's been predominantly used out of the bullpen so far. So don't know how long he's going to hang around. And maybe Jose Abreu could be responsible for an early exit there. Uh, I think so. For him. Uh, your second base pick, John. I'm going to go with Jason Kipnis here at 3,600, going against Baltimore. Now, Kipnis and the Indians have really kind of heated up over the last two weeks, and I, I look for that to continue Friday at home against the Orioles coming to town. Uh, he's going to be facing the Orioles' number fifth, number five starter in Mike Wright, who has a 5.94 ERA on the road this year. And Kipnis has done the majority of his damage, kind of like Justin Bohr, against right-handers this year, batting two ninety eight with an eight forty three OPS with five of his six homers coming against right-handed pitching. So I think he, you know, he kind of fits right in that right in that sweet spot 3600 you're not you're not exactly breaking the bank but you're you're not exactly you know going going to like punt uh your second base position here so i I like the matchup a lot i like that he's at home i'm gonna go with kipnis well john it might sound to you and uh, other listeners that i'm punting the second base position with my choice of devin travis of the blue jays for 2200 bucks but i'll remind listeners that travis represents the first of two bargain basement pickups today but I'll justify them both. Uh, he has returned to the Jays lineup after being out since early last season, and some people may forget just how well he was producing when he was sidelined as he hit over 300 with an OPS of over 850. He looks fit and raring to go to me so far, making all the plays in the field and, and contributing to the offense uh, in the two games that he's played so far. And he's hitting near the bottom of the order, which is interesting to note because he's now become a table setter for the potent Jays sluggers who are lined up at the top of the order. They've mm-hmm. each moved up a spot most recently as most of uh, observers will note so i expect him to be to dine out on a steady dial of hitable pitches because you know what they say when you're backed by some uh, solid muscle uh, in the order you tend to get more fastballs and i'm betting he sees a couple tonight and may turn them around real quick i think so at third base john your pick uh this one is kind of a kind of a value play but the, the, this game itself is sort of an interesting one to me uh it's uh aaron hill of the brewers going against uh the reds and john lamb uh, now the main thing I'm looking here is value because Hill's only at 2,200. Uh, so he really helps you uh, be able to load up at different positions uh, across the diamond. Uh, and you figure it, you figure it out where he's facing a lefty. He hasn't been great against lefties this year. He's only got a 227 average, uh, but he's been hitting in the middle of the order in a in a hitter friendly Miller Park uh, tonight. I know there's not a ton of new info I can give you on Hill because he's kind of, we, we know what we're getting in Aaron Hill, but there are some trends that, you know, maybe suggest that things are, things could turn around for him, such as, you know, he has a below league average 
batting average on balls in play, which means he, he might be getting a little bit unlucky when he, when he uh, makes contact. Plus, he has a really nice walk rate of 9.1%, and his K rate is only 15.6. So I think the, the Brewers are kind of going to light up John Lamb tonight, and I think Hill can be a part of that. I think he's a guy that's going to be able to get on. He's not going to be a guy that's making unproductive outs. So at 2,200, I'll give him a try. And, you know, I, lo- I love that pick. I've got a soft spot for Hill uh, from his time in Toronto. And of uh, I love to see him turn things around. And uh, tonight represents a great opportunity, as you suggested. I'm going to spend a lot more money than you here at the, at the hot <laughs> corner, though. I'm going with Josh Donaldson, who's manning that spot for the Blue Jays, of course, at 3,600 bucks. It looks like a big early season series uh, begins tonight as the Jays try, in, try to reel in the soaring Bow Sox. And at such a critical junction, juncture, John, the Jays stars have to shine, I think. And Donaldson's answered that bell repeatedly last year to earn MVP honors in the AL. And I think he's about ready to take up the challenge again starting tonight. He faces Joe Kelly, who's been absolutely tattooed by the Jays Lumber Company in head-to-head combat, <laughs> uh, as I noted when I started to research this pick. Donaldson, for his part, has a 9-for-17 history in this matchup, and Kelly, I'll note, has allowed 28 batters to reach base in 50, 15 and a third innings pitch so far this year. I forecast some big crooked numbers on his line score tonight with JD being responsible for some of them. I say take advantage of this low price tag on the, the reigning MVP. It won't last long, much longer, I don't think. I agree. Yeah, that's a really nice price for Donaldson. I like that pick a lot. Yeah. At the shortstop position... Uh, I'm going to go with Jonathan VR here. I'm sticking with that with the game I just uh, went to. He's at 3,800 going against the Reds, and I understand that 3,800 may be a lot to pay up for a shortstop that's not really a household name outside of Wisconsin. Uh, but his numbers speak for themselves. In seven of his last ten games, uh, he's put up double-digit FanDuel points. And also, as a switch hitter, he's more comfortable hitting from the right side of the plate this year, and that's what he'll be doing against Lamb. He's slashing 348, 455, 500 with a homer and five steals against Southpaws this year, and he'll be at home against a pitcher who's still kind of learning uh, how to make do at the big league level. So I think VR, he's, he's on a heater right now, and he's, you, got, you get maybe the best matchup of the night. So I'm going with VR 3,800. Well, and for the second pick in a row, I'm going to go to take the opposite tack. And this time I'm going to go a lot cheaper than you, picking a Danny Echeverria of the Marlins for 2,400 bucks. I went in search of a nice value play here and managed to save big bucks, I think, turning to a guy who has seven hits in his last four games and five multi-hit outings in his last 10 starts. So he's another hot stick at a low price that I can fit in tonight. It gives me flexibility elsewhere. He And, of course, whenever you're looking at the, the lineups, you're thinking, who is Atlanta playing tonight let me jump on that team and see what I can find and and uh, he faces their second year major league major leaguer Williams Perez who is hardly an over overpowering type and yet he's prone to walking a lot of batters too so I think Hechevarria is another bargain where I measure his last two weeks totals against a number of others more expensive options in the shortstop position and I feel pretty comfortable with this low price and hopeful of of really good results tonight. Mm -hmm. John your three outfield picks let's have them. All right, I'm going to start us off uh, with Cameron Mabin at 3,400 going against Oakland. Now, it's, it's no secret that Mabin's just been crushing it uh, since he returned to the lineup from a wrist injury that hampered him all spring. Uh, and he, he's already ascended the order uh, to the leadoff spot, uh, setting the table for an offense that's been as hot as any in recent weeks. Uh, now, Mabin and the Tigers are going against uh, the young lefty Shaman Naya, and who has been totally tagged by right-handed uh, hitters this year, allowing a 346 batting average against with four home runs and five doubles and a 90 batter sample. I like Maven because he's locked in. 
hitting at the top of the potent lineup, although I will say if Ian Kinsler comes back tonight, I assume he will take back the leadoff role, but that still means that Maven would probably drop to like number six in the order, batting behind Nick Castellanos, who's leading the AL in average. So he's going to have guys on, on the base in front of him probably. And I think, you know, Maven is a guy, he can slap singles against Manaya all night and then just pick up some steals too. So I like him at 3,400. Uh, moving out to kind of the obligatory course field game, uh, got to do it. Um, going to go with Cargo here now. His slump from a couple weeks ago looks to be in the rearview mirror, but his price tag hasn't uh, caught back up yet. So I think there, there's value to be had here at Cargo, 3,500, going against Matt Cain. You'll need to check on the weather before you lock him into your lineup because I think there might be some weather going out in Colorado tonight. But, I mean, jeez, uh, I mean, he gets Matt Cain, uh, who he's hitting uh, uh, 323 with an 892 OPS against right-handed pitchers this year. And that's not necessarily including Matt Cain, who's just been scuffling. Like you mentioned earlier, he's just off to a really terrible start. Uh, so I, I'm going to target Cargo here at Coors. And then fi- rounding it off, I'm going to go with Ryan Rua of the Rangers at 2400 Uh He's probably my favorite value play on the slate tonight, uh, tw- sub-2500 price. Uh, so, you know, he's going to allow you to, to get some of those $4,000 type guys into your lineup. He's hitting at home where he's batting 325 and slugging 550. He's going against a lefty in John Neese. Uh, and he's hitting 424 with a 606 slugging percentage against lefties. And like I said, John Neese really gets knocked around by righties. Uh, he's given up nine home runs uh, to right-handers, and he has a 587 ERA on the road. So I'll take Rua at 2400. You'll have to triple-check, make sure he's in the lineup, but I, I'm fairly certain that he's going to be in against a lefty going with Ryan Rua. Well, I'm, I'm going to go with the name brand recognition on my, my outfield picks. I'm certain that all three guys are going to be in there, John. I'll begin with Jacoby Ellsbury of the Yankees at 3600 bucks. The Yanks' leadoff hitter has cut down his strikeout rate and raised his extra base power rate over career norms so far this season. And uh, as a consequence, his batting average and his OPS numbers are also above those figures from the past two seasons. He's still a premier leadoff guy, in my opinion, and I think this is another good value play when I know that his 667 batting average, an OPS over 1.5, and a 28-plate appearance history against Chris Archer. And that's the Chris Archer that's a hell of a lot better than the guy that's taken the mound for ta- for Tampa so far this year. He's mm-hmm. been well off his game with a 5.16 ERA and a 1.61 whip, so I really like Jacoby Ellsbury in this, this matchup. Follow him up with Jason Worth batting second in the Nats order for $2,900. I was shocked when I saw this price tag, to be honest with you. He's been hitting out of the two-hole in the Nats lineup, which means he should continue to see good pitches ahead of the likes of Harper, Murphy, and Zimmerman in the heart of the Nats order. For his part, though, Worth may be finally coming around to some consistency and more approaching career norms as he has collected hits in four of his last five games and three multi-hit efforts in his last nine starts. I also like his 1.04 OPS and 23 plate appearances against card starter Jaime Garcia, which includes two homers and only three strikeouts. That latter point significant to me. Out of 23 plate appearances, the ball's in play more often, way, way more often than not. And Garcia comes into this start after allowing 20 base runners in only seven and a third innings pitch in his 
his last two starts. So uh, he's got a cold pitcher on the mound against him tonight. And then finally, I rounded out with Charlie Blackman of the Rockies for $4,500. He's one of the top guys among the outfield picks in terms of price tag. But Blackman is proving well worth that price tag when you consider he's back home after a 9-for-26 road trip, which proves once again that he's one of Rockies hitter who can produce away from the friendly confines of Coors Field and is more carving carving his niche as one of the game's elite hitters, in my opinion, John. Tonight he faces Matt Kane, against whom he has a 6-for-8, 19 history and an OPS over 900. Kane, for his part, is another veteran starter that we've highlighted today who's way off his career best numbers with a 537 ERA and a 146 whip. But his most troubling stat to me this year may be the eight homers he's allowed in only 52 innings pitch, a career-worst pace. And I did mention this game will be played at Coors Field, didn't I? <laughs> so uh, who's your pick of the day, John? I'm going to go with Maven. I mean, he's just been on fire to the point where he, I, I can't justify leaving him out of my lineup at this point. And, until he cools off, I'm going to keep going with Maven. I really love the matchup. I, I think I think I may have mentioned Manaya before in the podcast. I think he will be good down the line, but he's really kind of taken his lumps to start out his major league career, just getting tagged by right-handers. So I'm going to go with Maven. I think... He adds that steel potential that you also really like as well. Yeah, and for my part, I'm going to go with Ellsbury of the Yankees. The financial analyst in me comes out when I see the dominant history that Ellsbury's enjoyed against Archer. I pointed out a 60, 667 batting average in a significant sample size. I do, I do believe that past performance is indicative of future returns. And in this instance, I'm going to go and remind everybody once again that that this one-sided head-to-head bit of numbers was achieved against a much better version of the Tampa Ace than what we've seen so far this year. So, John, I, I'm really high on that pick, and look for Ellsbury to set the table tonight against a, a really shaky-looking Chris Archer. Yes. So there you have it. For John McKechnie, I'm Paul Bruno, and we wish you good luck with your FanDuel picks. We invite you to come back and listen to our podcasts on a daily basis to get an edge on the competition. So long, everybody. Quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain for love. Collide in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13. Maybe inappropriate for children under 13. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.